What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. Final day of the regular season. Tickets have been punched. We are nearing the end of what's been a wonderful regular season, which is also the beginning of what's about to be a great postseason. Let's talk about what went down. Well, first of all, yeah, before we talk about what's at stake on the final day of the season, let's talk about what we saw on Saturday. It was a crazy day of baseball, which saw the remaining five playoff spots filled with clinches from the Marlins. Rangers, Blue Jays, Diamondbacks, and Astros all on Saturday. Okay, so the Marlins clinched a postseason berth for the first time since 2020. 2020 obviously was the pandemic-shortened season, but you know they still made it that year. It's the first time in a full season that they've done this since, I believe, 2004, I believe. So... How did they go from a 93-loss club last year to postseason bound this year? Well, they entered the All-Star break 14 games above 500. And then immediately they went on an eight-game losing streak to start the second half. And it seemed as though their postseason hopes were over when they dropped below 500 on August 30th, just a month ago. But they've gone 18-9 and since then with series wins over the postseason bound Dodgers, Phillies, Brewers, and Braves. So in doing so, Miami has become the first club since the 2009 Minnesota Twins to sit below 500 as late in the season as they did, 133 games or later into a season, basically with a month left in the season, and still make the postseason. And that's that's saying a lot. That means you're you're getting hot at the right time, and they're beating good teams too. So this Marlins team persevered the entire year. They really did. They really did. I mean, they certainly don't outslug clubs. But, you know, they went out and they added Josh Bell and Jake Berger at the August 1st trade deadline. They've recorded comeback victories in 49% of their wins. And they've reversed their fortune in one-run games. They went from an MLB worst 41 losses in one-run games to an MLB best win percentage, 17 win percentage this year in one-run games. So that's that's great. That's great. I mean, you know... Their winning formula really does come down to their pitching. They've delivered in the stretch run, even without 2022 NL Cy Young winner, Sandy Alcantara, and also without standout rookie Yuri Perez. But everyone else has really stepped up. You know, the postseason clincher on Saturday came in a bullpen game because of those injuries and Wednesday's doubleheader against the Mets. Six of the eight relievers were brought in from other organizations since 2021. So it's really a team effort, kind of like a, a Johnny Holstaff kind of game. But without further ado... October baseball in Miami. The Diamondbacks sealed their first trip to the postseason since 2017. They are the third team in MLB history to go from 110 lost lost season to a playoff berth within just three years. And the D-backs are, are back at it. They lost on Saturday to the Astros, but because the Cincinnati Reds lost 15-6, they were able to, they were to win. I'm sorry, they were able to, the D-backs were able to punch their ticket to the postseason. So the Cardinals gave them some help, beat the Cincinnati Reds. The D-backs end up going to the postseason. And they jumped into the pool to celebrate because why not? When you have a pool out there in right field, that's the one time you got to go in there is when you're celebrating a postseason clincher. Why the heck not? That's why it's there. You work hard all season for that. They end up winning, they end up losing one nothing to the Astros. And the Astros clinched a postseason spot as well. Let's talk about the Astros. So this is their seventh straight 
postseason berth. This one much more difficult than any of the others. You know, I talked a lot about the AL West running through Houston and, you know, they're the reigning World Series champions, but this was a much more difficult year. They had their work cut out for them. Did not clinch a postseason berth until the day before the end of the season. They, they had a lot of adversity and because they had a bunch of injuries in their lineup to start with. Altuve to start the year. Alvarez was out. You know, Brantley was out. Then, of, of course, also the Texas Rangers have played so well this year. But they have clinched a postseason berth. They have not won the division yet. So what will it take for the Astros? Well, let's talk about the AOS thing in a second. Let me mention the Rangers. The Rangers made their first postseason since 2016. So that's a huge, that's a huge deal. 2016, seven years ago. I mean, two years ago, they lost more than a hundred games. And now they're in the postseason. And there is, this is a win, a 6-1 win over the Mariners in Seattle, where the Mariners are also looking, they were looking to make the postseason, but now they're eliminated. And some of the comments that came out after the game was Cal Raleigh of the Mariners saying like, Hey, look at that team on the other side. They went on the offseason. They signed some, some key guys, which is true. And he's right. He's a hundred percent right. I mean, the Mariners have a good team, but the Rangers went out the past two seasons and they got Marcus Semyon, Corey Seager, Jacob DeGrom. I mean, those are just three. And they went out and got Nathan Evaldi. That's four big names. These are all all-star guys. They went out and they signed them to a big contract. And now they have reversed their fortune. They've made it back to the postseason. Cal Raleigh for the Mariners saying like, hey, you know, we have a great farm system. It's great. But at some point, you're going to have to open up your wallet and pay guys to come in here. And make a difference, which is 100% true. I'm sure the front office is not going to like that he said that. He called them out publicly, but he said what everyone else is thinking. It's true. It's 100% true. But the Rangers are going back to the postseason. Let's talk about how this is going to shake out. So there's one more game in the regular season on Sunday. If Houston wins, Texas wins, and Toronto wins, the Astros will be the number six seed. Wait, I'm sorry. This Rather than talking about seed. Let's talk about just if they win the division. Okay, so there are eight scenarios, eight eight scenarios for the American League West, and six of them end with the Rangers being the AL West champion. There are only two possibilities where the Astros could be the AL West champion. Those two possibilities are that Texas loses, the Astros win. And yeah, that's it. Texas loses and the Astros win. If that happens, then the Astros will be the AOS champion. If anything else happens, if the Rangers win or if the Astros lose, the Rangers will be the AOS champion. So you need the Rangers. If you're the Astros, you need the Rangers to win and you need, I'm sorry, you need the Rangers to lose and you need the Astros to win if you're an Astros fan. If you're a Rangers fan, just win on Sunday. Just win on Sunday. And you will be in. If you lose on Sunday, if you're the Rangers, you need to hope that the Astros lose as well. That's going to be the AL West right there. So right now, odds are in the Rangers' favor, but we'll see when we're talking this time tomorrow what ended up happening. You know, stranger things have happened. Because if you are not the division winner, then obviously you have that wild card game. You have that wild card game there. And, you know, you're going to be playing Toronto. You're going to be playing Toronto or Minnesota even. So nobody wants to play wild card series. You, you really don't. You want to win your division and go straight to the division series. So the Rangers control their own destiny. All they have to do is win. 
the Astros don't control their own destiny. They need the Rangers to lose and the Astros need to win. So we'll see how that plays out during game 162. This is what is at stake on the final day of the season. What else is at stake? Some, some individual, some individual races. The AL batting title. Corey Seager and Yandy Diaz enter Sunday with the same batting average, 330. However, Seager has a narrow edge based on percentage points. He's at 3298. And Diaz is 3295. So it's rounded up to 330 for each of them. The Rays have never had a batting champion. And even if Yandy Diaz comes up short, he could still post the best average from a qualified player in franchise history. Jason Bartlett, who hit 320 back in 2009, currently holds that distinction. Three Rangers have won a batting title, including most recently Josh Hamilton in 2010. Freddie Freeman is looking for a 60th double. He's close to becoming only the seventh player in history and the first since 1936 with the 60 double season. He's a 59 right now. So if he hits a double on Sunday, he will reach that milestone. So Mookie Betts, single season leadoff home run record. So he has 12 leadoff homers this season. He is one off of the record set by Alfonso Soriano in 2003. If he hits a home run in his first at-bat, he will tie that. No pressure. Bobby Witt Jr. trying to become the fourth member of the 30 homer 50 steal club. So Bobby Witt is at 30 homers, 49 steals. If he steals a base on Sunday, he will become the fourth member of the 30 50 club. And then Trey Turner. He has 30 steals this season without being caught, which would set an MLB record, assuming he does not get caught stealing on Sunday. So he might just not steal. If he, he might just not go. He might just pump the brakes and say, okay, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll pack it up right now. I will, I will hold the record. And, uh, you know, the, the Phillies are going to the postseason anyway. So he, it's not like the, they, they need to win on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, if, if he goes to perfect 34 30, he'll be the first since Chase Utley, who went 23 for 23 back in 2009. So, and, and then, sorry, the all time single season home run record. The Braves have hit 305 home runs, which is the most by any team in NL history. But with three more home runs, they would break the all-time record for any team. That's held by the 2019 Twins. The 2019 Twins hit 307 home runs. Atlanta is currently at 305. So if they hit two, they'll tie the all-time record. If they hit three, they will break the all-time record. So let's see if they can they can break out the bats on Sunday. It's very within reach. If they hit two home runs, they will tie the Twins for the most home runs in a single season. Let us see what happens on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, this is what we play for. I mean, the final day of the season is upon us. All the games are free on TV, so everybody can watch. If, if, if you usually don't, you have your opportunity. But daytime baseball is, is going to be here, and that's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.